Welcome back to Parenting to Impress, your go-to podcast to learn practical ways to love God and love others, and impress this on the hearts of your children. I am your host, Heidi Franz, and I am joined by my dear friend, Melanie Simpson, two moms who have made a lot of mistakes, but have found grace and truth along the way. Melanie, I love this question that was asked on Facebook several years ago. How do you avoid exhaustion in parenting? When I'm tired, I tend to give in to my children, and I know that I have to be firm with my boundaries. Yeah, yeah. The struggle is real. It is. And I think everyone can relate to this. When your kids are little, it's the physical exhaustion that develops just from trying to keep them fed, bathed, and safe. But when the kids are older, it's the mental and emotional exhaustion of guiding them to make wise choices. Yeah. And then we come to this verse in Matthew, and he, mm-hmm. Jesus is talking about coming to him if you're weary, if you're heavy burdened, and he will give us rest, and that his yoke is different. It's easy. The burden is light. And as moms, I think when we're in the trenches, we're thinking, um, where is that easy, light yoke? Yeah, I'm not feeling it. Nope. Yeah. And so as a Christian, you start going, well, maybe I'm not understanding something, or maybe I'm not doing something right, or maybe that I'm just not as far along in my spiritual journey, and so there's something wrong with me that parenting does not feel easy. Yeah. And light. For sure. And so Heidi and I sat down and kind of brainstormed what were mm-hmm. the things that we remember and even today still happen that are the triggers, the causes of that physical mm-hmm. exhaustion, emotional exhaustion. You know, it's the days when you go to bed and you think, I don't know if I can get back up and do this again. Right. Or I don't want to get mm. back up and do this again. Or during the day when all I lived for was that seven o'clock bedtime Yep. so that I could just end it. Yeah. We kind of came up with a loose list, we'll say. There are plenty more, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we came up with 10 We're going to ask you to do some self-evaluation and and really process what are the causes that you're seeing in your own life. For us, the first one were sleep routines. Yeah. And this is one that I really saw when my kids were little. When things were going amok, one of the first self-evaluation answers would be, um, Heidi, you need to check how people are sleeping. So especially when I had little ones, I would find that things were going amok because I was not handling their naps well. And thus they were not sleeping at night well, which meant I wasn't sleeping at night well, which meant I was tired. I mean, it's just this crazy cycle that we get in. And so it could have been maybe that I had overextended ourselves that day, so we didn't get good naps, or it could have been that I allowed the child to sleep too long for nap time, and then they didn't want to go to bed at night. Right, because who wants to wake a sleeping baby? I mean, those were right. those long naps I would often see as a gift from God, and Very I didn't want to wake so. them up. But Very much But so. you're right. I mean, more often than not, that ended up disrupting nighttime routines, and it took days to get back into a good sleep rhythm. Exactly. And those rhythms are so important for not only adults, but for those kiddos as well. So evaluate your sleep routines. Number two, not using our 
parenting toolbox. Yeah. How easy is it for me to be a quote, quote, armchair parent where I'm just barking at my kids? Yeah. I'll even say it's lazy parenting. Yeah. We are not putting in the time and effort into choosing wisely. What's happening in this moment? How can I best assess the situation, mm-hmm. handle the situation? I'm just either throwing blanket statements over things. Mm-hmm. and Threats. Yeah, yeah, the empty threats, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about this in another episode, the idle threats, the, mm-hmm. the statements that eventually our kids catch on to are never going to be fulfilled. And if you don't have a toolbox, we will put in the show notes a link to the Biblical Discipline Parenting video series that I have on ABC Jesus Loves Me. And that actually includes 10 tools of parenting that you can pull out at any time. Okay, number three, and this one stings, bad attitude on my mm-hmm. part, not not my people part, my right. people's part on my part. I'm definitely guilty of parenting from a place of a bad attitude, and it wears me down, it wears my kids down, it wears mm-hmm. my spouse down. But this is a great time to push pause if you can and do the, the work of praying, the introspection. Mm-hmm. What's the root of the bad attitude? Right. It's often a feeling of hopelessness. Mm -hmm. Things are never going to change. And we would point you back to the podcast about the lies we believe. Mm -hmm. Those ever, always, never statements usually are lies from the enemy trying to distract Mm -hmm. you. For me, a lot of times it was feeling out of control when Mm -hmm. things were just going off the rails. It were things that I had let go. When things felt out of control, then I got a bad attitude. Mm -hmm. I got snarky and short. Mm -hmm. When really I was the problem. And, Mm -hmm. And that's what the whole point of number three is a bad attitude. I am the problem in this exhaustion because I'm not doing what I'm called to do, Mm -hmm. what I'm supposed to do, Mm -hmm. what I know to do, or maybe it's a case of I'm not asking help. I'm not asking for somebody to come alongside me and um, help me in that situation. Another thing that caused my bad attitude was the feeling that everybody else was in a better situation than them. We talked about the lies that we believe in episode one and that issue of, well, their kids don't do that or their husband helps more or they have it together better than I do. You know, whatever the lie is, that contributed to my bad attitude. Along with that, communicating expectations. People can't come to our aid, help us out. Mm-hmm. If we don't explain or communicate that we need help, Right. That people can't fix something if they don't know it's broken. Right. And dropping the pride and asking for right. help. Number four is relational strife. Yikes. Displace and misplaced emotions. Yeah. This has happened to me so many times in my marriage. I've had a spat with Jeff and instead of going to him with it, mm-hmm. I turn and am just a turkey with my kids. Yes. I mean, how awful is that? Yeah. Oh, that's happened to me uh, way too many times to count that I'm upset about something that happened with my husband, with a friend. Something that I saw on social media can make me a bear. And I take it out on my children because they're the ones who are right there beside me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the ones sitting in front of you. And the other side of that, too, is, you know, when we have relational strife, 
it can be significant in terms of the emotional stress that it causes. That's a very real thing. I'm not trying to dismiss this mm-hmm. out of hand, but when we have that heavy emotional stuff going on, we have to be careful to moderate that in ourselves so that we don't let it overflow exactly. onto our kids. Exactly. They have no idea what's going on in our heads and hearts. Right. Again, keeping it between the ditches. This is also not never let your kids see that you're upset. We're not pretending, but there's just a time and a place to have self-control. Mm. Okay, number five, unconfessed sin. Yeah, this is when the guilt and shame just won't go away mm. because you know there is something in your heart that's not right. Yeah. And in a way, it's also a misplaced anger again that you're upset with what you are doing when in reality, this is between you and God and not between you and your children. Absolutely. And I would say this is your heavy yoke. Like when you're carrying around stuff that feels really heavy and you're not acknowledging it, that's usually a red flag. Mm-hmm. Something's going on in your heart that the Lord is trying to kind of convict you of here. I had a specific instance where I was reading a certain kind of novel, nothing wrong with them, but they were generating this anxiety and fear in me. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was during the day, because I would read these at night before I went to bed, in the daytime hours, that was spilling over to my parenting. I was parenting my kids out of fear and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I could feel when I was reading them, I could feel myself getting anxious and fearful. So I knew something was off, but it wasn't until the Lord specifically dealt with me and said, mm-hmm. you've got to stop. Like this is the source of this mm-hmm. and you are allowing this to overtake my sovereignty in your life and trusting me. Oh wow! So I had to put those books aside for a season, but mm-hmm. it was an unconfessed sin because I kept pushing. I was pursuing. I got this. I don't, you know, it's not really that bad. I'm not that anxious. I'm not that fearful. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until the Lord was like, oh, it is. It's spilling over into your parenting. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. Number six, Husband schedules or work schedules mm-hmm. of your own. Mm-hmm. And I know, Melanie, you know, my husband does a basic day job where your husband has been in a very different situation um, being in law enforcement. Yeah. So, law enforcement life means in certain seasons, we've had shift work where he was gone overnight hours. Mm-hmm. And what that meant was in order for him to get good sleep, he had to be in a bedroom during the day mm-hmm. when the kids were up. That was hard. It felt like I was parenting alone. And I know lots of moms whose husbands are long haul truckers or Mm -hmm. they do shift work like Jeff did. And we have to really be diligent to have good rhythms in place, good routines in place, good Mm -hmm. discipline strategies in place before the situations arise so that we're not ultimately parenting out of that deficit, that exhaustion. And that just becomes just an endless cycle. Well, and I think that's also where you look at your situation and decide what is best for you. You had to have some very stringent boundaries on your kiddos so that your husband could sleep, where another family maybe didn't have to do that. And so looking at your situation going, what is best for our family so that 
everyone can be successful. That's a great point because we would encounter other families out at the park. They would comment on, oh, your boys are not as rowdy, not as loud. Mm -hmm. It was a good reminder to me, like I needed to make clear space and time for them to be loud, rowdy boys and girls. My my girl's pretty rowdy too, (laughs) but they didn't know our story. They didn't know that I spent a lot of time trying to keep the noise level down so that Jeff could sleep during the day. That's just a good reminder too of comparison. It is evaluating for your family what's best for your family and making a game plan for that. But I love the humility that you continually show to me and to our listeners of that comment that you received at the park. You didn't take it personally. You used it as an opportunity to evaluate what do I need to do best for my kids? Nice job. Okay, so number seven, overcommitting or not having any boundaries. That's basically not being able to say no to anything. (laughs) Yeah, everything's a yes. Can we have a play date? Yes. Can I go to this activity? Yes. Can I join this team? Yes. You're just continually doing more and more. And that going is exhausting. I can't tell you how many times I get excited when on the weekends we only have church. That's all we're going to do. We get to stay at home, be a family, and just enjoy that time together and not continually have to get in the vehicle and go somewhere. Right. And again, this goes back to what's, you know, evaluating for your family. Some families thrive on one family member having a sport that requires traveling and getting to go and cheer and they make a whole thing out of it. Other families, that just depletes them. Mm -hmm. So you have to sit down and talk through with your spouse, how are we going to steward our time? How can we best use what God has given us financially, emotionally, you have to make a decision for personally. Absolutely. And I would also encourage parents to make the decision what's best for everybody in the family, not just one person in the family. Great point. Because we can say yes to what is best for one child when another child or the other siblings are getting very depleted. Yeah, it's at the expense of the, uh, the whole family. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. And that is a very hard balance. It sure is. Number eight, poor self-care choices. This is kind of a sticky point because Heidi and I would both say we are all for rest. We are all for Sabbath. Right. God commands us to rest. What we have seen kind of trending in the world is the pendulum swing to escapism. We are trying to escape instead of living in the moments that God has given us. And I would say, especially as a young mom, my escape was from seven o'clock at night when daddy was putting the boys and our daughter to bed. And then until about seven o'clock in the morning when they came out of their rooms. And I lived for those moments. And really, it was escaping from life. Yeah. We know that God tells us that he has promised us an abundant, flourishing life. Mm-hmm. That's every hour of the day that there aren't any exceptions to that rule. Mm -hmm. It may look different. And like we said, rest is absolutely part of our day and our rhythms for our weeks and our months. But when you are 
like Heidi said, living for a time to get away from, to be apart from, to not have to participate in family life. That's a huge red flag that something's Mm -hmm. off kilter. Yeah. It's like, it's this goal and it's like something that you deserve. And some of the things that I have seen people mention a glass of wine every night, a Netflix show going on girls weekends, all of these that you live for, and that is your absolute goal. Right. Can I just get to this finish line and then I can get what I want? Right. So here I say there is nothing wrong with watching a Netflix show, having a glass of wine, if that's you know something that your family's agreed on. But if it becomes your focus of your day, right. I think when you get into that mindset of this is the reward that I get for being a mom... That's troublesome. Well, and in some ways, it's that you are a martyr and that I deserve these escapes Mm -hmm. because I have sacrificed so much for my family. This is a comment that we are saying just to watch for because we've seen it in our own lives and it looks totally different. This is a dumb one. I just had bubs. He would go take his nap, and I would play a Sudoku game during his nap time. I lived for that Sudoku game. And I know that sounds really strange, and it's a personality thing, but I loved that game. And sometimes I would let myself play two games because I deserved it. And once that attitude of, I deserve this comes in, we got to go, something's not quite right. Yeah. And I bet you, if you reflect back on that time, you would be frustrated when he would get up from his nap. Oh, absolutely. Because that was a cutoff of your time alone. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. You you hit it on the the head there. I think that's just another flag. If you are becoming easily irritated by the things that your kids just need in a day, I'm not even talking about just sitting on the floor playing with them, but just making a meal, giving a bath. If they are irritating you, frustrating you, that's a red flag that you've moved into that mommy martyrdom stage. Yes. Oh, so true. Okay. Number nine, am I trying to do parenting in my own strength? And I would say when I was moving into martyrdom and escapism, yeah, it was because I was trying to do it in my own strength. For sure. And so I was trying to fill myself with whatever felt good at that moment. Yep. When your head hits the pillow at night, like we said, and you are just thinking, I can't do this again tomorrow. I don't want to do this again tomorrow. It's a great time to evaluate. Am I parenting out of a place of not just my own strength, but manipulation, control, fear, anxiety, all of those human things Mm -hmm. that we tend to fall back into when we step out of the path that God has for us, which is trusting Mm -hmm. him, believing that his good for our kids is better than we could imagine. Mm -hmm. And that requires work on our part. It does. And that is something that this verse that we started with, Matthew 11, 28 through 30, come to me all who are weary and burdened. We are tired as parents, and I will give you rest. But then Jesus goes on to say that the rest is going to come with yoking with him. Think about two oxen and a wooden yoke tying them together. And with an oxen, they did work. They did hard heavy labor. Jesus is not saying that it's easy, sit on the couch, 
holds your phone in one hand, holds your remote in the other hand, and I'm just going to do the work for you. Yeah. I mean, this verse is very clear. This is not permission to take a permanent vacation. This is a call to do the work of discipleship that Jesus Christ invites you to when you become a believer. But in the same realm, it's also not the excuse to busy yourself with everything possible because you have a fear that if you don't do it right, these kids are not going to end up being good role models, making right choices, staying away from drugs, alcohol, and porn. Right. So all that to say, in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, we read that, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. When we are resting on the truth of who God is Mm -hmm. and what his word tells us about who we are called to be as believers, we can very quickly recognize those times when we are falling prey to fear, anxiety, anger, manipulation, lack of control, all the things that are the pitfalls for trying to parent in our own strength. And those are the things that cause that extreme fatigue. Yeah. Oh, so true. Number 10, there is a time when a counselor or a doctor needs to be sought. There is a time when you go, I need help. I see what's wrong, but I just need somebody to walk through this with me. Or it could be, You just need to talk to a doctor. Maybe things are just not in balance and there is nothing wrong with saying, I need a little bit of help. I would just add to that, that it is the wisest thing you can do to seek help, to ask for help. When we recognize that we cannot do it alone, that's a beautiful place to be. I know it's hard. I've been there myself where I have had to recognize that the feelings of anger, irritability, frustration that I was feeling and that I was lashing out onto my kids. That was not who I normally was. It didn't happen overnight, but that was finally the place where God brought me to say something is out of whack here. Right. And I would say, especially Melanie, because of the grief that you were going through from losing your mom, there were a lot of things that you were dealing with personally, and you had to give yourself the grace to go, I need some help with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was compounding things. And so that's the other thing I would just say as a point of encouragement. You may not have a, a huge loss. You may not have marital strife. You may not have a wayward child. It may not be the typical thing that you're like, oh, well, of course she's struggling. It can just be life. Sometimes right. it, life just is hard and yeah. that's okay too. But For all of that, Heidi and I are both saying, please do not be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Exactly. And we're going to be sharing more of these points and diving deeper into these causes and self-evaluations on the Parenting to Impress Facebook group. So I encourage you to join us for that conversation. It's a safe place for you to ask questions. And we always promise we are going to point you back to the truth of the scripture. And the scriptures promise us a flourishing and abundant life. That's not a life without hard work. That's not a life without being tired. Mm -hmm. But if you find yourself exhausted throughout the day, at the end of the day, 
to the point where you don't want to get up and do it again, we point you to the self-evaluation topics that we covered today. Take some time, go through those. And if you need the outside help, please seek that counsel, seek your doctor and figure out what's going on. We are praying with you and for you in all of this. Thank you for listening to the Parenting to Impress podcast. We invite you to visit the abcjesuslovesme.com and parentingtoimpress.com website, as well as join the Parenting to Impress private Facebook group. Check out the show notes for more information about topics shared in the episode. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with your friends.